mean, we got a wild one for you this week. Yes, we are back in the studio with none other than six. And we get to talking about what it's like touring across the North America and on a boat to Mexico. And how it feels to be part of the queer media diaspora. And what it's like to have an Emmy but not make it your personality like I would. And how to pull off linen looking like a rich bitch. Come on. It was a slay of an episode. We hope you enjoy. 47? 47? M. Oh. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds! Oh, Diva! Our number is 213 536! Yeah! Nine one! Ooh! <laughs> Todrick never does that, huh? 918 0 Our email is at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you subs, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you darling fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds for Big Dipper and Meatball and Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. Baby, we're back. We're back in studio for you. You didn't notice, but it's been two months since we've been here. I think they figured it out. I don't know. Some people keep messaging me and they're like, are you still in New York? Oh. Because we're releasing them so, you know, Anyways, Who cares? the magic of Hollywood, the magic of pre-production. Put some, um, put some sparkles in here. <laughs> <sighs> um, we are finally back in the studio, and we're doing some real-time recordings, baby. It's yeah. November. Yeah, you faggot bitches. Okay. Um, I'm excited to have our guests on the show. I'm super excited for our guests. We've already had so many conversations that I'm like, I, we're Well, honey, with. she's got things to say. The synapses are firing. She's a fast talker. The Emmy is here. The Emmy is in the Did house. Did you bring the Emmy? Hold on. I let's give it. a proper introduction. Oh, right, 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 Okay, right. and the last time we had this guest on was at our first, first ever, ever live show. show. Wow. I know. Three years ago, out on the patio, on a parking lot, really, where you could scrub your toes. Hi to COVID. She's sickening. Mm. She's a makeup artist to the stars. Honey. She's lovely, talented, and has an Emmy or two. Just the one. <laughs> Only the one. Yeah. Make some noise for Six. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you We're for so excited thank to have you. Having me. What um, are you doing? I, yeah, how are you doing? I'm fucking great. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? You look rich. Yeah, you look I'm, so wealthy. I'm I'm comfortable. <laughs> to pull off linen, I feel like to a pull off linen, linen in makeup without wrinkles. It's the real drag wives of Hollywood. Yeah, North Hollywood, North Hollywood, <laughs> the valley, yeah. the, but the rich part of the valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like aren't Not there nice, yes, aren't there nice houses in Encino? <laughs> yes, there's gorgeous houses. In Don't Encino. people live out in Tarzana and go yes. like, oh yeah, we'll just go downtown? I'm like, that's ninety San minutes. San Luis Obispo, slow, Ooh, that's slow. Nice. That's pretty. Slow. That's where the yeah, money yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. Scissor sisters. I said, I wanted to tell you a story because my lips are very chapped. Chapped? You got to rub them on the concrete. Get them out there on that concrete. <laughs> so I I was at the dollar store yesterday, um, and I you're like, what is that? <laughs> Both well, of you wealthy. Okay, fine. Uh, but I went to the dollar store. I was uh, someone stopped me actually when I walked in and said. Hi, hi, excuse me. And I turned around and he just held his phone up and he was listening to this podcast. <gasps> That's creepy. So shout out to you. And then he said, do you live in the neighborhood? And I was like, of course I live in the neighborhood. Meatball says where I live on every episode. Mm -hmm. Highland Park. Okay. And then did you meet up with him later? No, but I said hello to him and then I went about shopping. My lips were so chapped. I was buying a bunch of like bullshit at the dollar store. If and your lips weren't trapped, would you have met up with him later? <laughs> no. Because no, they were, they would get that crack in them. And the, the crack oh, is the and worst. And then you got to deal with the bleed. And then you got to explain to everybody it's not it's cold not sore herpes, yeah. it's just exactly <laughs> but i sucked a big dick but you're probably used to that right explaining the state of my lips yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cold sores, like, or the right? state of something yes exactly <laughs> so i'm shopping around once a month he's got gonorrhea i <laughs> i didn't grab a, a, a basket or a cart i'm loading things into my arms and i go past the like cosmetics area and i'm thinking to myself oh maybe there's there's at the dollar store yes i'm like oh maybe there's chapstick here and i look and i see something that's called lip butter and by nyx oh. and i was like oh great i'll just they have nyx at the at dollar, the dollar store? store yeah now is it expired no i don't know but it was one of those things where like the tube you could definitely see was like there was much less in it so somebody had used it no no they oh, like just manufacture you know how they package things for and it's, like, the really dollar big store. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, like, take it apart and what's inside is like yeah. so little 
like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tiny. So tiny. Okay. So I check out. I get the thing. I, of course, grab that. And I'm like, don't put that in the bag. And I go out into the car. And I'm, you know, I start my car. I'm turning my radio on. I open the thing up. And I'm leaving the parking lot. And I start putting it all over my lips. And I'm going, oh, God, this feels so good. It's like moisturizing. It feels great. And I look into the rear view mirror. And my <laughs> lips were so overdrawn with, like, magenta. Yeah. I had Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally like I didn't clock that it was lipstick. Mangenta. I just, Mangenta. That's perfect. I truly thought it was just like lip balm that sort of had like a pinkish color to it. Dipper. And I was just I like I, have I was always like I love I look like a clown. You you you're you're into the clownery. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Well, he keeps on saying that he would make a beautiful woman and he wants Willem or Alaska to paint him, but I think we need to get you to oh, get in here it. and paint because she's tried and I didn't. Laugh as long as we can do well, it on because camera. again, yeah. the eyebrows were not my doing. Someone else tried to cover, like you know, yeah. glue them down, and yeah. they did a very lumpy job. I mean, it's like when I do Willem's face. I'm like, did you do? Oh, yep. Oh, yep. Did you, you did. glue them down? Oh, oh she did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use to glue down eyebrows? Sorry to change the subject. I mean, yeah. I use Elmer's just like everyone. But what if you sweat through it? Like we were talking about one of your former clients was a very sweaty person. Did you use Elmer's on them? Well, they just shaved their brows off. Commitment. No. You've done it before. I used to have no eyebrows, and I will say my makeup was way better when I didn't. But you also wear bangs. Well, that's Why do because you... today. Here at the pod. Here at the pod, we wear them <laughs> because my eyebrows were a mess. So, I mean, I think it's great. <laughs> I love that you are so supportive. so supportive of so many wrong decisions. I mean, I love my friends, you know, and I just think that I think that you got to get support, support where, it's, where it's due. You know, you just you're amazing. So, OK, so you're back into town. You just got off tour with Todd. I Drake. just got back into town. I've been home for a little over a week. Wow. wow. Yeah. How was the tour? It was amazing. You know, I've always wanted to tour my entire life since I was like a little kid. I just thought it was so cool to like live that rock and roll lifestyle. And um, I never had the opportunity to do it. And yeah. so I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And this really did seem like a rock and roll tour. Because oh, it, was it was two was months on a bus. On a bus. And you were traveling across America, North America. Yeah, we did uh, Vancouver to uh, Toronto. Wow. In six weeks. Thirty-six cities. Thirty-six cities. Yeah. Well, that I mean, if you include the cruise, we also went on a cruise afterwards. So. Jesus. Oh my yeah. God. We did Puerto Vallarta, um, Cabo, and Cancun. Cancun. Wait, no, not Cancun. Oh. Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan. Oh wow. Yeah. But so you're just working the whole time. None of this feels like a vacation when you're I there. didn't work for four days, but we had two of the days of the cruise were work days. So, And when I work, I, I, I'm i all day setting hair, cleaning brushes, making So you're everything. doing hair and makeup on the tour. I am, yeah. God, yeah. that's insane. I love it. And that, that I mean, Todrick, I've seen Todrick's, I saw one of Todrick's shows Years ago, when I first moved to LA, yeah. I think Willem was doing a pop up in it. Harvey Guillen was doing a pop up. A handful of people that I knew casually. And that's when on Todd just got a hold of those boots that Willem owned. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> if you want to go down that path, that was for a music video that he shot in Ukraine, mm. and he took the boots over there. And they've since uh, they've come to reappeared. Some, th there's been some closure about the boots. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so you keep have... bringing up other people's business. <laughs> I'm just asking. I just need to know where in the time the boots happen later okay later great yeah. but i saw this show and i was so impressed i mean like todrick is a workaholic mm -hmm. when it comes to a holic um <laughs> yeah he's he's just he's incredible yeah you know i i think the most important especially with what's going on right now in today's climate yeah. you know i mean i feel like since the the you know the pandemonium i feel like we just have not slowed down as a human mm -hmm. race like it's just like we just keep adding more to it we don't yeah. even know what we're making anymore we're just adding to it all yeah. the time and i think as a queer person and a queer artist myself the most important thing for me is to support other queer people and queer artists and i've done that for the last five six years of my life yeah and working with somebody on Todrick's level is just, it was another 
it was just another rung in my chapter for for being able to be proud of the people that I get to work with and and see that kind of talent. Like that level of talent is just nonstop. Yeah. He wakes up at, you know, sometimes 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. He's writing. He's on the phone. He's um, consistently creating. He's on, you know, business calls. He's his own manager. He's his own, you know, ask. producer. He, he creates all the stuff that he sings. He writes all the stuff that he sings. He's the artist, he's the dancer, he's the choreographer. I mean, he's just, he's everything. Yeah. And I just think that very rarely you come across somebody like that in your lifetime that is that talented. We had Michael Jackson and, and Janet Jackson, and we have all these like huge celebrities that, of course, like the talent, I, I feel like he's the talent like, like Michael, you know, mm -hmm. where Michael did everything. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that we've seen that in the world of queer artistry in quite a long time. I was just listening to it's so interesting. Uh, we were just talking about uh, Gottmik and Violet's podcast earlier, mm -hmm. and they were having a I love those mean bitches. <laughs> well, they were having a conversation because I think they're they're sort of they're really open about um you know, like, oh, and those people hate us or those people think we're bitches or like whatever, but we're just being honest, that type of thing. But I was really struck by a conversation they were having about that they know a lot of artists who are like signed to record labels yeah. who will only do the video that the record label pays yeah. and won't do anything else on their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they have no personal stake in it. Yeah. And, you know, people like you invest in your art. Mm-hmm. Like you spend money, Here it is. you pay I mean, people. When you did the, when you did the pageant, like all of that money came out of your own pocket. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I make music videos, like I'm just like running up a credit card debt and paying it off later because I'm investing in myself. Right. And it is wild when there are these people who sort of like make it to a place in the industry and then just sit there and wait for the next opportunity. Right. And it's a very curious thing when you're like well, are you driven to do that? Or did you just get an opportunity that got you another opportunity that got you another opportunity? Or and was you're that just your idea? Yeah. Right. You if know? you're just being sort of puppeteered by these other people. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's cool when it's driven by the artist. And when it's consistently something that the person just can't, he just can't stop putting out. I was going to say that for the last 25 years, I feel like <laughs> because he's definitely... 45. 45. But he's just been consistently putting out. I mean, I remember seeing his YouTube when I, like, 10 years ago when I first moved to LA, and I was like, First thing I ever saw of his was the end of time Beyonce. Yes. Um, uh, flash mob in a target. In target. Yes. And then yeah. he went on to choreograph for Beyonce. For Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. He's done everything, but also he he doesn't seem like it gets to his head and like say what you will about him not sure. paying people and like There's all that stuff. There's plenty of controversy. Plenty of that stuff. He consistently is working and creating new stuff and always like he, after this tour I'm sure he's already working on something else and it's like I mean, ready to go. He's been working on something consistently before, during and after the tour. That's he's consistently putting out work. Um, which is amazing and he's putting out content and even just to post something on social media I'm not a regular poster of the socials though uh, when you do get on TikTok you give him the old good nail, I give him nails the good, on oh, the bicep yes, we baby. know the nails on the bicep yeah of course I mean it's just <laughs> you gotta have a little bit of movement yes. you know what I mean it's like you know Sasha is not gonna do a TikTok without fan blowing you know oh, what yes, I mean? true. Yes. you just you gotta have something's gotta move you know <laughs> for me when I put a fan on myself there's an eyelash that's always like a little wonky and I just I can't Why'd you look at me when you said that? Well, there's a fan on you. I'm just, like, oh, there's no fan. <laughs> <laughs> but what what is it like to work with someone like that? To like just see them it's, consistently going? I, I think it's intimidating at first. Mm. You know, it's the same kind of feeling that I had when I first started working with Willem or being around Willem. You know, Willem is such a creative force. And, and you know, not to plug people out there. I'm not <laughs> plugging anybody. These are my actual feelings and my thoughts. And, sure. you know, I, I just... I get intimidated with people who are so consistently great at what they put out. And what I've learned by watching people being in those close proximities with them is that you just have to do the work and stay out of the results. And that's the most important mm. thing for oh, me. It's wow. like, you just got to do what's in your heart and keep putting it out there. You had mentioned something about like, you know, the rumors that swirl around when you work with people in these proximities. And it's like, Imagine being the one person that is writing, producing, directing, paying for, like you said, you went on a show, you got paid this certain amount, and you left home with nothing. Right. Imagine leaving home in the red. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you do that right. because you take a risk on yourself. I and mean, it's not because somebody's pushing you to do it. It's because somebody's 
believes in their own self. Right. And sometimes you win and sometimes you fail. And I just think that, you know, more attention needs to be given to those who take a risk on themselves and a little bit more um, kindness and compassion, especially for queer people that are putting queer art out there mm. that are actually you know, inspiring queer youth and other queer people to do the similar or same things. I think there just needs to be a little bit more compassion in the Mm -hmm. world because I've been in such close proximity with Todrick for the last year and a half. And I don't need to speak on his, you know, personal explorations in the past. That's not my business. I only know what I know of him for the past year and a half. And he has been impeccable. And for me to work in close proximity with somebody that talented is inspiring. And I've gained so much of experience and uh, compassion in my heart. And I, I've been in such close proximity to greatness for the last year and a half that it's it's really just been an honor. I've also gotten to dance on stages all across the world. Oh, I've right, seen they, get you, the they get you out there twerking. I mean, I, but I don't dance. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm consistently well, well, one of those. Well, that's what those videos look like. But that's somebody that <laughs> yes, you're in you're close proximity <laughs> with that says, I know that you don't think you can, but I believe you can. Right. Show me what you got. And you're like, but I don't. I don't know if this so I'm dancing, I'm 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 doing makeup, I'm doing hair, I'm dressing him backstage and when you're in that world you just want to be you just want more. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I'm inspired and and I'm grateful and I'm thankful that I've gotten an opportunity to do something at 47 years old. I'm twerking on stage with, you know, Todra Hall. Like, Not give 47, me a fucking break. Mom. Before I just turned 47. Congratulations. I don't fucking believe it. Yeah, 47. Wow, that's incredible. Look now, at how she's looking at you she's so like, pretty. And she's like, 47. <laughs> she goes, 47 here. Yeah. What's going on over here? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Let's take a break. We'll be you. right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yep. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. Those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. So I want to talk to you about your muscles in your body. Yeah. Because they're quite impressive. Thanks. Very impressive. And um, I'm. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm curious because obviously, like you paint in this very like. I mean, it's strong, but it is like a soft, beautiful sort of feminine, rich lady, rich lady paint. Linen. And that linen. Yeah. And White then linen. you have this like beefy, muscular, like biker dad body. And when you're like fully done up and padded, like you're masking some of it but you're also showing off your arms a lot of the times you're showing your strength what is it about that mix that you find so 
like appealing that you want to show that to the world? I think it's authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's about just being yourself and consistently putting who you are from the inside out. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you fart all the time. You put your insides out. Yeah, I give it to the people, but not in this room right now. I didn't want to stink it up for you. I think the most important thing for me is that I'm authentically who I am. When I look at myself in the mirror, I go, yeah, that that works for me. Right. You know, um, and to mask that or to put I started when I first started doing Dragon L.A., I was like, oh, I need I need to look like everybody else. So I would watch Trixie's videos and I would put on 10 pairs of lashes and then I would, you know, wanted breasts. So I would put on breasts and I just look like a football player in breasts. Uh. I do. I'm just really broad already. And so I know that if I balance out my hips with my shoulders, right. That's good for me. Uh-huh. And when I turn to the side, if I'm flat chested, there are a lot of girls out there that are flat chested. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But I'm I'm not flat chested. But no. you got them packed. I have right. I have more than just the average, you know. So yeah. I don't I don't know. There's something about owning my femininity and owning my masculinity and blending them together and putting them out there for the world to see. Do you think has anyone said anything about it? Like put some tits on it, mama, or anything? Or are they <laughs> I, afraid of tits you? On really, it, mama. I mean I would I I'd be surprised if anybody had the balls to tell me how to do drag. The first, I remember the first time I think I saw you perform live. It was at Fubar, R.I.P. And you <laughs> brought in a motorcycle. I did. Oh, right on what a you motorcycle. rode a motorcycle into the bar, and I was like, ah! And then you were in that like slingshot type thing, and I was like, just all the muscles and then the big long nails. I was like, who is? I'm obsessed. I, it was my Ducati. I absolutely love that motorcycle. If you really don't believe in like a higher power, get on a motorcycle and drive through LA. You will find she, something. She rides a motorcycle. Yeah. And you probably have a really great connection with your higher self. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Baby, I like to hit that thing going 60 down a 20 street. <laughs> yeah, you're meow, meow. It's the most amazing, you know, experience it feels great. ever. I can't do it now. But um, well, no, now you're worth too much. Well, I mean, I just I also value my life way more than I did back then. And I'm ready to go at any minute. <laughs> Do you want to be buried like this? No, definitely not in drag. But I would like to have like four meatball impersonators at my funeral. You know what I mean? A merch table. <laughs> <laughs> well, something's got to pay for the funeral. Yeah. Well, you are like confronting it a little more. Like you've you've mentioned this on the pod, but you've had to go to therapy once or twice in drag. Yes, because it like butt up against it, the gig. like the, because of scheduling. So my therapist will just turn on the screen and be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> "No, dude, does anyone ever clock you when you're at the gym working out? Are yeah. they like, are you six? Yeah, I mean, I get it, it. The funny thing about queer media is that you will find queer people wherever it is you go. We are yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. and anywhere that I go, there's always somebody that comes up to me and. You know, I used to get it back when I was single. I used to be on Grinder, and people mm. would be like, girl, someone's using your profile pics, and someone's, and I'd be like, it, it's me. That's me. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you're in, mm-hmm. you know, you're in Louisiana. Yeah, I am in Louisiana. That's that's what's happening. Yeah, here I yeah. am working. We, I got on um, plane. I'm here. Yeah. We are here. We are here, Diva. So, um, d- yeah, go ahead. No, I didn't have anything more to add to that. I just think, I think it's funny, you know? I think it's. I don't know. I'm honored to be part of this queer lifestyle that we, yeah. that we get to curate. Yeah. I mean, six years ago, I was not right. a part of it. And, you know, I hate to keep, you know, beating a dead horse. But, you know, six years ago, I was on Skid Row. Yep. And now I'm not. And it's because of my queer people and my queer community and being able to be a queer artist and consistently being able to work with people that are putting queer content out and using other queer artists to put their queer content out. It's like unfortunate when you see queer media being presented to the world and then we start just dissecting it before it even gets off the ground mm-hmm. I, it's we we want to be out there what but- do you think that is because it happens across the board it's like we as a community are our own bitchiest and fiercest critics yeah but all we talk about is like more representation and more stories need to be told. Yeah. And is then the minute the story gets told, everyone's like, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. We hate it. Is it because we want it to be the best possible version? And so if it you know doesn't meet our individual expectation, like what what is it? Well, I mean, I think personally, I think that in order to get to the top of the stairs or to the next level in the house, you've got to start on step one. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And you can't go just directly to the second level or directly to the third level unless you're in an elevator. And unfortunately, 
queer people don't get to ride in the elevator. Mm -hmm. We have had to take the steps, yes. right? And so in order to get the kind of media that you want out there on the airwaves, it's got to start on step one and right. go all the way up until you get the second floor. We don't even get to the second floor because we've already disseminated it before it even got a chance to get <laughs> off the ground. And it's unfortunate because people want to see themselves represented in queer media. Right. But we got to start somewhere, you know? Right. There are a lot of other, you know, queer media is out there that didn't just start off by representing every person in queer media that took them years before they yeah, started right. doing that. We've, you know, the interesting thing working on race chaser with Alaska and Willem is like, we're watching old episodes of drag race. So we're watching these people, like we're watching season nine right now. So watching oh, Sa Sasha Valor yeah. within the parameters of drag race or watching Shea Coulee, you know, yeah. the first time she then went on to do like multiple other seasons. Oh, yeah. Like they have evolved so much in the 10 years since that show has been on television. Yeah. And, you know, you think like you see some of what people are presenting on that show and you're like, they would never do that now. Right. And not only has culture shifted, but they've grown up, they've changed, they've, you know, experienced so many things. They've, you know, whatever, grown as artists. And so, yeah, you do have to just take a baby step. Even looking back at our, I mean, you bring up my early stuff all the time. Deep in the forest. <laughs> now, but this brings up something that I was talking to someone else about, um, Pose. When it was out initially, like yes. the first season of it, everyone was just dragging those girls for being terrible actors or the stories being bad. And it's like, hello, these are a bunch of trans women on television for the first time playing themselves and like being these incredible characters. Can right. we just accept that and be happy for that? And yeah. then they will grow and get better yeah. because they didn't get the same chances to go to acting school and learn to act. Like they had to do whatever it took to survive. Right. And, and now they're on fucking TV. Can you just be happy for them? Right. Well, I mean, and, and I, I think that the, there's a, a short and a long answer to that. And the short answer is it's it's unfortunate that that's the way that we look at our own people sometimes. We're like, she's not good enough. You know what I yeah. mean? Get rid of her. You know, it's this, it, it's, it's this TikTok mentality mm. where if you don't have what we want in the first 13 seconds of you watching something, it's not good enough and right. I'm just going to swipe. You know, yeah. it's, it's the... Um, the apps, you know, it's, you know, the, the swiping left or the swiping right. I don't know which one it is, but you, you, you don't look like I want you to look. So I'm, I'm, you're right. out of here. You know, right. it's this dismantling of, of humanity right before our eyes. We want it to be represented so well, but we don't want to watch it evolve. It's just everything is so hyper focused on what it is right this minute instead of what it could be. Right. Yeah. And I think part of why I love being a queer artist supporting other queer artists is that I also see what it could be and I'm willing to take a risk and lend my my credibility or lend my artistic ab uh, abilities to a project whether I think it's great or not right I just want to be a part of seeing more queer media be out there and your That's contributions incredible. help make it better I mean I just came back from working on a theatrical production which is something i haven't done in a long time and you look around the room and a lot in a lot of digital media there's like three people involved right there's mm -hmm. like the person who is the engineer the technician behind the camera there's the person in front of the camera and then there's like someone who edits it yeah and on a theatrical production we're talking about a team of 45 people who are all giving a little bit of input, nudging it this way, nudging it that way. And that sort of collective collaboration is what makes it become the special thing that it is. And and to add to that, the great thing about it that people don't realize is that when you're working on queer projects, most of the people that are producing, directing, filming, they're not queer people. No. So you've got to contend with people who don't understand our lifestyle, don't understand the nature of what it is we're doing or why we're doing it, right. who also have opinions. Right. And they want it to be palatable for the people that they want it to be palatable yeah. for. So it does get watered down. It does get diminished. Things do get overlooked. And there's so much more to it than just what you see. Right. And so, you know, I worked on a, a queer show last year with Todrick, it was the Real Friends of WeHo. Yeah. Mm. It was a great concept. It was a great idea, but that before it even got off the ground, the you know, Fuck. it was just destroyed and yeah. dismantled. Well, how and dare like, they take 30 minutes away from RuPaul? Well, I mean, you know, I don't, 
I don't know about that part of it. I know that there's she goes, just up, <laughs> no. I just like you know. I think that there's a space for all of it. Yeah. Right. And whether it takes 15 minutes away from one and adds 15 minutes to another, mm -hmm. it's all connected and it's yeah. part of a chain link fence. And if we're dismantling the fence before it even get the posts in the ground, we're not going to have anything to to, to really mm. say is ours. Right. Um, so I just think there needs to be a little bit more compassion, a little bit more kindness when it comes to what you're seeing out there and giving people the opportunity. I keep reverting back to this with my friends and the people that I surround myself with. I'm like, you have to give people the opportunity to have their human experience. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to make mistakes, right? How can you get better? If I didn't make all the mistakes that I've made in my life, I wouldn't be who I am now. Yeah. I don't think that I'm done. If I was done, I wouldn't be here, right? So I think giving people the opportunity to make mistakes and say, sis, you made a mistake. <laughs> And then giving them an opportunity to grow from mm -hmm. that and maybe chime in a little bit. Hey, do you need help? Right. Right. It's like, I can't imagine where we would be as a human race if we just dismantled and off with our heads every single person that upset us. Right. Right. Or that we didn't agree with. It's just, where are we and where do we want to go? Nuance is a thing that I think has been lost a lot. Yeah. As of late, people are unwilling to have sort of gray area, tricky unwilling. conversation but also about there's a lot anything of, across the board. A lot of people that are unwilling to grow or change, like when you tell them that they've mm. made a mistake and they just double down on it, yeah. I feel like that kind of sets them back yeah. in it's, their own way. Battling your ego is like a tricky, I, I deal with that all the time. I never want to look dumb. I never want to feel like I make a mistake. And even if it's something so stupid, what? Why are you here? What do you mean? <laughs> but how many times have you seen somebody do something that you very well have done in your life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you've been like, oh, they're getting dragged for it. And 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 if that would have been me, I, I could very much well be in that same position too. Right. I, I don't think that there's any single one of us that is innocent oh, no. to completion. Yeah. Right? But we fail. We, we would love to jump on the train when we're bringing people down. But when we sit back and we go... I learned a lot by watching that experience with you and I'm grateful for my experience that I learned by watching you and I hope you're okay and I hope you've learned from it because it helped me grow, Yeah. right? We're not giving people the opportunity to grow from their mistakes, have the opportunity to learn and change and also say, I learned something. Yeah. Thank you for being the, the that example because now I know that that's wrong. Mm. I mean- This makes me wanna stop being a bully this conversation well i well, <laughs> no, well i was gonna yes, sort of it does. I was i'm like i'm like really like over here i was gonna sort of round it all out to say i think the beauty of like a queer experience is this sort of kaleidoscope of um references point of view emotions and thoughts all sort of mixed together we are this like confetti of ideas and it's a conversation right yeah and so i think the beauty, if you can do it well and you can toe the line, is to, in your heart of hearts, you're supporting and uplifting everything the community is doing. But if something is bullshit, you can say it's bullshit and they did it badly. Yeah. And you're not attacking them as a person. You're just saying, like, girl, you didn't really think that idea all the way through. And why did you spend $8,000 to do that little music video that was stupid? One of your other songs could have been better. And we can have that sort of critical queer narrative, like, like dialogue, and we're not tearing the individual down. Because it's fun to be catty and biting. Like, that's I mean, why that's there's, like, reading. Right. Yeah, that's part of it. It's a survival yeah. tactic. What I love more than anything is, yes and sure of course mm -hmm. okay give me a yes and tear it apart dissect it all you want but then i need you to tell me what you could have done better right to add to it so that maybe we can all learn together from my experience uh -huh. or from this opportunity instead of just tearing it down lighting it on fire and walking away. no there's yes. always something to learn there's always something to take away from everything so yes and it right yeah. it's like Yes, that is a point. You do have validity there. Right. Instead of just completely annihilating somebody's entire character and who they are as a person and their experiences and saying, you know, no, I just disseminate the entire thing. Yeah, it's right? the opposite it's like, of Violet, Violet Chachki. On the I mean, <laughs> no. Boot. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 And I don't see er that. Eradication. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back. What is that? 
That's a clock. Patrick, okay. do that? Yeah, I'm just no. kidding. Probably not. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Because Mother Rue just announced that season 17 is casting and season yeah. 16 isn't out yet. Um, are you considering it? I mean, if you did, would you walk in holding your Emmy? I mean, who? Mm, no, because I think the Emmy is... It, it, it's what I've done, right? Yeah. It's not who I am. It, it's oh. it's just an accolade, right? She's elevated. <laughs> if I had, I'm sorry, just if I had an Emmy, I would figure out how to make it a necklace, wear it like and a I would literally wear it everywhere. <laughs> I and, I, and I think that you should be celebrated for that and for having that, you know, and, and for <laughs> that having point of view. It's <laughs> no, good. I mean, I do. She's I think good. you should be celebrated for that. But what are you doing now, right? right. So, like, for Wearing me, it's like. <laughs> I still make mistakes with makeup. I'll sure. make mistakes constantly. And it, people are like, we're going to film you during the process. And I'm like, it's there's such an overwhelming anxiety that comes along with having that award and then not being able to be a human being anymore. It's Whoa. like, I love the art of makeup and I love how much I've grown in makeup artistry. I still have a lot to go. Right. I still have a lot to learn. And I want to continue to have that fever for learning and from being able to make mistakes and and finding my way through those mistakes i think that's the greatest part about living life yeah um so i would love to have the opportunity to do that that would be something amazing for me i mean i who doesn't want to be able to have a platform to put themselves out on mm -hmm. um uh, is it going to destroy me if it doesn't happen for me no does it eliminate who i am as an artist and all they've done in this queer um, arena if I don't get on it does it invalidate the drag artistry and all the drag that I know because of it no would I love the opportunity yes would I walk in with an Emmy no because that's not what I'm trying to showcase you know what I mean I also, no because I am not that kind of I am girl not that bitch. <laughs> um, I will say uh, if, if you were to ever be on the show if we look like I said I've been watching old episodes Man, if you were 36 on the show, you were the grandma on the show. Yeah. So it would be amazing for you at 47, looking like how you do, performing like how you do, to be called the old one. Yeah. And to be like running circles around the 20-year-olds. You know what? I would love the opportunity just to be able to share my experience, yeah. what drag has meant for me. You know, I gave... I got into this world of, of drag and, and queerness when I was 14. So I have a huge lifelong experience mm -hmm. of being in this industry and I know so much about it. I would just love to be able to share with them my artistry, where I come from, what my mind works like, how my drag is um, put together. And I, I'm not I'm not trying to outshine anyone. I just want to I just want to uplift all of us so that yeah. we can get to yeah. a place where at night we feel like we did something. That's incredible. Yeah. Would we you need go, more stories go, like that on, on Drag Race instead of like, yeah, I started three months ago. Look at me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, there's the thing, you know, I'm not going to lie. I started drag again because of Drag Race. Yeah. Because, yeah. you well, know. I think it's no one, no one who's doing drag in the last decade is not aware of Drag Race. Exactly. It, it, I mean, and I it, love it, the girls that are like, oh, I don't watch that trash. I, 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 I just focus on me. But yet you can't find them anywhere on a Friday night. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is me. I, I'll just tell you, I think that for me, I started because I wanted that. Yeah. And then I just kind of walked through the doors that were open for me and it's become what it's become. Right. right? If that's ever an opportunity for me, then yes, I will definitely. It just got cold. She gets the shivers. I get the shivers when it's cold. I thought the whole it's a premonition. Here, actually, said, actually, well, nah! actually, what it is is a premonition. <laughs> Yeah, that you that you will be on. You will 17. be on seventeen. I feel be it. amazing, right? Yeah, I would be a slay. You working on your tape? Who isn't? Uh <laughs> now, when you come do fat slut, you can do your RuPaul number there. Oh, and film is that it. what we do? Well, because I think you'll it, have to teach me. You've <laughs> never auditioned before. Did you have to audition for Dragula? No, when I did Dragula, it was invite only, and it was only LA girls. Now oh. they audition. Now it's audition. Because when we did it, it was literally like. For, like a couple of people in a handy cam in precinct, and that was the goal. So, I mean, good What's for them. What's a handy cam? 
Is it when you strap a GoPro to your wrist while you jerk somebody off? Yeah. But I'm like, like you were saying, like, it's incredible their growth from where they were to now you were saying you're watching season five. It's like, that's huge. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful to see queer people thriving, even if they are awful people. Oh, yeah, that's the nuance. That's, that's the, the nu- nuance, and that, and that is, is the nuance. nuance. So, so wait, what are you working on? What are you working on? What are you working on now? What are you working on now? Um, right now, Sleeping. I am taking a break. <laughs> I'm taking a break until January. I just need to kind of like I just moved into a new home in Ooh. January of this last year. So rich people, and say. I have not had an opportunity to really settle into it. Um, my uncle just passed away and that was kind of a really weird experience for me while I was on tour. Uh, this man hated absolutely everything about me, could not stand me. And then as the woman is clearing out his belongings, he's the only relative that I had left on that side of the family. And, um, I just didn't have a connection with him. And as she's going through his closets, she texts me and she said, Hey, I just found some size 46, 47 shoes. They were Gary's. I think you might want to have them. And I was like, well, I'm a 44. So they probably, and as I'm sending that message, letting her know they're not my size, she sends me three screenshots of photos from his closet, all heels. And I'm just like blown away by that. Yeah. Complete crossy, complete cross dresser. Just (laughs) crossy. Crossy. Yeah. Just, (laughs) Yeah. Right there in the family. Right in there in the family. In the blood and that's line. where the internalized, like. And, that's why he hated you. But I think that's also comes back you were to why we about can't it. stand seeing queer media on TV. It's like we can't wow. stand looking at ourselves in this way and thinking that there are so many different denominations of who we are as queer people. Yeah. So wow. it's just kind of been like this. So did like, you get the shoes? I haven't gotten the shoes, but I want them so badly they, because when they go to spread his ashes, I kind of want to leave them for him. That's a gag. You know what I mean? That's, not as like a not as not like as a, a fuck you. Not as a fuck you, but as a like Yeah, like we could have we could have had something. Yeah. Right? We could have built each other up. I needed you and you turned your back on me. And you turned your back on me because you didn't think I would understand this because you didn't understand it. Wow. And I could have helped you understand it. So I don't know. I think there's just like a portion of being forty seven years old where you just go, I kind of see what life is about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of have a, a a version of what I thought it was. And I like the version that I'm creating. So me sitting in the next two months and just kind of wallowing in my my life's achievements and being excited to just continuously put content out and reconnect, re- reconnect. That's what you just did. A <laughs> yeah. Re-connect. A reconnect. Um, no, no reconnect I hope with you my friends. revel I mean, yeah. in your achievements, not wallow in yeah, your achievements. But also, like, are you going to pick up some hobbies? Are you going to just keep doing makeup? <laughs> or are you going to just try to take a step back from it for two months? Real no, estate. I'm going to keep leaning into it. I mean, I've been doing, you know, I've been doing TikTok lives and I've been going live on TikTok and creating oh. content. And hopefully I get to create something with you guys today. I mean, I love putting myself out there yeah. and being a representation of what I think queer life is. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to stop. I think it's Let's so amazing. Let's get you on that motorcycle. Oh, right yeah. That Ducati. Not through LA, honey. Well, did no. you see that Meatball was uh, on the Queers with Gears motorcycle? Leading I did. The, oh, yeah. When they misgendered you. Yeah. <laughs> or regendered me. You know what I mean? That was a regendering for sure. Regeneration, <laughs> your, honey. Your face was priceless. Uh, it does live as a meme in my head on oh a consistent basis. Yeah, I was just so happy that that happened. I'm like, so, like, just so happy the weirdest shit happens to me on the daily. Yeah, but it's yours. You're the only one that could have handled that and made that enjoyable. Another (laughs) person handled it. I just another person would have attacked that lady. Well, and that's the thing. uh, You know, just to get back to like tearing people down or like that whole thing. People take. I think that right now people are taking the things that are meant to be fun and playful far too seriously and ignoring the things in our world that need to be taken Mm -hmm, seriously because they feel like they can control this idea of like you said the wrong pronoun and now let's burn the whole building down versus you lose your job and you lose your job very complicated global humanitarian issue that i can't quite wrap my uh um, brain around and uh it's causing terrible violence and like horrible tragedy 
I'm going to ignore that and focus on, like, I'm going to get this person canceled. Well, yeah. And on the other hand, you are scaring the life force out of people who are completely already afraid to take a leap. Or yes. A yes. From being like able to uncle, go over right? there and make a mistake. Yes. It's like if you're not perfect the first time you do it, my the biggest, and I, it's relatable content, right? Like, the only thing that I can relate this to is being on TikTok Live and people constantly asking me, I want to be a makeup artist or I want to do drag. Can you give me any hints? Can you give me any tips? And my first tip and my first hint and my first direction is go out there and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Nick's right? lip butter. See, now you know. To, I still don't believe. I, I feel like you bought that. I think you knew. I think you I think a little part of your sissy came out. When she you wants my yeah, I'm a 46, 47. No, a yeah. thing like that happened to my friend's mom one time. She rented a car and it was a convertible. So she was driving around so her lips got all chapped. So she just grabbed into her bag and grabbed lipstick and did that. She didn't look in the mirror though. So she stopped to get gas and she was like, everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. And that's, that's where your makeup inspiration came from. That's where mine came from. Bright red, <laughs> looking nice, like a clown. Overdraw. I did used to overdraw them so much that they almost touched my nose. Thoughts? Um, I say live. <laughs> I say fucking live. You can't live. shake her. I'm here to support. You cannot say shake live. her. Live and let live. Live and you let know? live. Well, there's a control aspect to my life that I realized that once I couldn't control everything, the only thing I could control was myself. Yeah. Then I had to be supportive of everybody else controlling themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. I, I, bitch, if that works for you, live, bitch. I, I say go for it. I want to be more like you. My I'm lips so are inspired. My nose, so I, I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, but that's natural. <laughs> I mean, natural. Natu- naturally. Natural. Naturally. Injected, yeah. yes. Yeah. Live and let live. All right, let's take a break and we'll be back with our last segment. Yes. It's time for our favorite segment, which is called Fuck Talk. Um, Fuck Talk is a segment where we describe uh, a wild, exciting, embarrassing, uncomfortable, entertaining sexual escapade from your past, present, or future. Do you have any wild, crazy? Why do you look directly at me? Can't you give me? Because you're the guy. Oh, well, why don't you go? Because I know you got a wild one. Let me live off of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um. I, I can't have, think of any wild ones right now. Oh, yeah? You came unprepared to the show? No, I just, I feel like I've told every single one of them at this point. I didn't bring this up on the Tuesday episode when I talked about falling asleep on the guy's bed after I fisted him. Wait, in New York? Yeah. You know that guy? Uh-huh. Dry chap lips. <laughs> And it has only been a, like less than a week from that. But I, I never knew kiss, there was a I, root to the problem. I didn't no, kiss did you him eat, or anything. Did you we eat didn't. the booty before you fisted it? No, we had no. I shook his hand when I got to the house. Uh huh. We had from no other. We had no other physical contact. So that's what until happened. Until I started as, fisting him. She she fell asleep <laughs> on the carpet, no. and the carpet dehydrated your lips. No, no why but, is he on the floor? This is what I. These well, are the details that I that I didn't share with you. Okay. A white man. Uh, okay. And he had like tribal masks. Tribal turds. All over his apartment. And like a so lot a of like partner. African studies uh, books. So he was a. And I was like, oh, are you an African? And he lived up in Harlem. And so I was he like. He must have an African partner. And so I was like, oh, are you a professor? That's I thought I maybe, bought. oh, he's like work, works at Columbia or something like yeah. that. And he does not. His partner does. It really didn't seem like partner in the in the scenario. Really? Yeah. So it's a, he was house sitting? I don't know. Could have been house sitting. Did you look at photos on the walls? There were no photos on the walls. Well, there you it was go. a she little was, American was, psycho in the apartment. She was house sitting. She, she was house took sitting. all the photos down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I got a blowjob from a guy who was house sitting one time, and I thought it was their home. And then as I was looking around, it was a bunch of photos of white people, <laughs> like arms over each other, and then like all of these like college like uh, flags for Oberlin, 
And when I finally, when I was done, I was like, wait, who are all these people on the walls? And he was like, oh, I'm just house sitting. This isn't my place. This isn't my cat. (laughs) And I was like, what? You're having me literally in someone else's bed. They don't know that you're hooking up here. And I'm in their bed. It's not even your bed. And then he came to the live show. Was it comfortable? It was okay. I mean, well, then at least you can't fault him for his taste. It was a queen bed for a couple. I always think that if you're a couple, you should have a king, right? I mean, I have a king. Yeah, I mean, of course. California yeah. king? Yeah. The extra length because you're tall. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm a big girl. All right. I have a I'm vo- a fat girl. <laughs> I, I have a voicemail. Do you guys want to hear it? Yes. Oh, right. wait. Put your little ear dongles in. Oh, can you put yeah. it in with your earring in? Yeah, of course. You don't need both as long as you can hear it. And let us know who you need turned up or turned up. Hey, faggot. Um, so I have a fuck talk story. Um, a few years ago, I was seeing this guy, um, and it was getting a little serious. So, um, we were going to meet up with his sister. Um, and I couldn't remember why we ended up meeting up at a Dunkin' Donuts outside of like a really big mall. Cause America runs um, on Dunkin'. And she was running late. So, uh, the guy that I was seeing was like, Hey, why don't we fuck around in the bathroom, uh, which we did. Um, and obviously I want to see the cum. I want to feel the cum. Um, so I requested it to be shot at the end on my chest. Um, and he did miss, uh, and it did get on my eye, um, which whatever accidents happen. Um, but, uh, I was wearing lash extensions, um, and I did not take them off. I did just use the shitty Dunkin' Donuts paper towel to wipe off my eyes, uh, and still met his sister with cum on my fake eyelashes. So, is that, is that gay? That's good. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, six is that See, gay? This is what I'm talking about. I love my community. <laughs> I fucking love my community. I love it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. In a amazing. Dunkin' yeah. bathroom. I love wearing eyelash extensions. Just daytime. Just full daytime fish in the bathroom at Dunkin'. Yeah, getting, getting ready it. to meet your man's sister. And how do you miss? How do you Latisse. go from chest to eye? Well, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can't get it, the Yeah, sometimes right. the spurt is spurting. Yeah. Like especially the excitement of being ropes. at a Dunkin'. Yeah. Shooting I mean, ropes. the lighting is horrible. I bet you they, don't like an overhead we fluorescent. Have ask, we have to ask Delta if they have good bathrooms. At Dunkin'? Well, I She'll think it depends you know. on where you it, are. Yeah, it'll have to be... It's suburban Dunkin'. It's going to be the only one with a good mm-hmm. bathroom. I mean, but she is right about a Michael's bathroom. Those are always very clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's amazing. I know. She's so fucking perfect. Are you like a public... Like if someone were, if were to like walk past you in some short shorts at the gym... If your boyfriend were to walk past you in short, short shorts at the gym, would you suck him off at the gym? No. No. No, what That's, about a stranger? Also, I'm not a... I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a queen who enjoys the this. It, this is not sexual to me, and being publicly like physical is not. It, it's not attractive to me. I'm also 47 years old and growing up the way that I grow up, like like the way that I grew up. Yeah. it's just not something that we like. We did. You know what I mean? Right. So that's terrifying. Right. To There's me. sort of like a yeah. renaissance now of like public cruising. Well, I mean, the like... gym where that I go to, it closes down all the time, the bathroom. They're like, no more gym for anybody for or bathroom for anybody for two months, you know, because of some, you know, activity. Yeah, it'll shut down all the time. Paranormal activity, probably. They <laughs> see right. ghosts ropes. back there. Too many ropes. Shooting them rope ghosts. I feel like I like public sex a lot because when I was younger, it was like we would... I couldn't have sex at home. Clearly, I was like a child. So me and my friends would like hook up in parks and stuff. So then it just kind of like. How old were you when you were doing young this? girls? I started sucking dick when I was thirteen. Not me. I was late. I was a late 20, bloomer. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. But by choice. How about? Yeah. Well, no. Ain't nobody forcing me. I wanted I mean, I to. Think I was six. Not by choice. And then I was. Oh. I mean. I mean, it's real. Is that where your drag name comes from? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask, no. but I was like, but "That's inappropriate, that... you fuck." No, well, it is, no, it is a, a number that resonates constantly. Like Beyonce's like four. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So then, when did you or start? Or three hundred ones. I believe this is a nine hundred three. Now I. <laughs> no wait. When did you start? Um, by choice. By choice, I was sixteen. Mm. Yeah. 
But do you think what happened at six kind of influenced or changed? That's the thing is that people would be traumatized by what happened to me yeah. at six, and I enjoyed it. Like to me, I just oh. I kind of knew that that's what it was for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always I remember writing uh, I love Michael J. Fox over and over and over in a notebook from Family Ties. Like he was my first crush. Yeah. Um, and I I, I was five six years old remembering that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. My mom found it and was not pleased. Yeah. Because she didn't like his acting? She didn't like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> who doesn't like Michael so J. Who's Fox? Who's watching Family Ties <laughs> in this house? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fag off the TV. Get out of here. <laughs> That's so you, interesting. I can't believe you nothing until 22. I definitely was... Jerking it? L- yeah, and like curious. And, and I had such low self-esteem that I... Felt completely unworthy. Why did you have such low self-esteem? Because I was like bullied and chubby and like didn't think that anyone so would ever. changed. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. I guess my perspective has changed. Oh, okay. That's, That's yeah. good. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm friends with my bullies. Slay. See? Someone called in last week and said that I bullied their boyfriend in high school. Well, they're welcome. Yeah, I, probably a better person. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I'm sure you're very funny now. Why are you talking to them? They specifically don't listen to this but their podcast. Boyfriend might hear it and give because it to them. you bullied them. That's what they said. Lost a they have a house divided. One listener because they're a fan of mine. The other refuses to listen because Meatball bullied them in high school. Are they Patreons? No. no. Oh well, then fuck them. Ah! The Dunkin' Donuts thing is interesting to me because they're together in a private bathroom. So it's not really public. No. Right. And so it's like, oh, it was naughty. But you can be like, oh, no, I was helping him. He has a medical condition. I was helping him. Or like, whatever. You can sort of like get away with Probably it. Probably has a medical condition now. Is that the kind of thing that you would... Like, I ran into a, a buddy of mine. Buddy. In yeah. line at the TSA. Wait, wait a minute. Flying back. Well. For, <laughs> oh, give us the good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. In line at the TSA, flying back from uh, New York. We were on the same flight. And you two fit in a an air, airplane bathroom? No, not in an airplane bathroom. I can barely fit in the seat on the airplane. But <laughs> we were both on the same flight, and he was like, we missed each other in the lounge, but then he texted me when we were on the flight, and he was like, I would have loved a blowjob in the bathroom. And I was thinking to myself, would I have sucked him off in the, like, the single-use, like, all-gender bathroom in the Delta Lounge? I think I would be too nervous to get my uh, status revoked. Not only your status revoked, but be put on the no-fly list. I, I think I just worry too that. much about the consequence yeah. about anything now to really like live my life. Yeah, you know, in yeah. the, in in that aspect. Well, it's good, you know, better safe than sorry. That's I would because comes they from. have a bunch of cameras that like record you, if you're like, go- in, like, like, like who's going, going in. in and out. Yeah. So if they see the two of you in there together, I feel like they would they would just. I don't know. Anywhere. I just, I, you know, you watch people like George Michael and, you know, Ugh. him being Ugh. queer and what they did to him. And it's just traumatizing to think that they could do that to anybody. And yeah. in this climate that we live in, where it's just, it's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying to me. Well, they made an example out of him. They really Well, did. and you think Jesus. that they made an example out of him. You think they won't do the same thing for you? Yeah, they'll be like local drag terrorists. <laughs> yeah, like unfamous person. Trans biker. Whoop. All right. George Santos impersonator. Six, thank you so much for being thank on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for reconnecting. That really with me. flew I love you by. So oh my much. gosh. Yeah. Um, we're so happy that you're here. Congratulations on everything you've Thanks. got going on. I love you guys so much. Congratulations. Um, that's on the new house and everything. That's so incredible. Thanks. I'm I'm a lucky fuck. Yeah, we'll get a little sidecar and let's ride motorcycles. Let's fucking go. I'm down. Uh, Take us on out. Where can everyone find you? You can find me on callher6.com or you can find me on all social media at callher6. Okay, call her six. Call her six, bitch. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmo.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-91. 80. <laughs> you can end. follow us at Big Dipper Jelly or Spiciest Meatball on Instagram, Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter, or Meatball the Drag Queen on Tiki Talks. All right, Divas. All make right. Sure you, all right. And make sure you sign up for Mom Plus Gold to get all the beautiful video uh, offerings we have on Gold. We're about to film some really great sloppier second stuff that'll be on Gold. There's always more Very Delta. The and you get free line. merch. You, you get free for. merch. 
Well, no, it's part of the subscription. Who doesn't love free merch? Exactly. Exactly. I Fix was your at mug. Funeral. Ooh. That would actually. Uh, that's what I should have done for the two-year anniversary. You should do R.I.P. R.I.P. Fat slut. <laughs> well, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. To get access to our full uncensored video episodes ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.